Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dano, and with me as always, we have Pado. Welcome, Pado. Yes, hello, Dano. Hello, listeners. I must uh, preface this podcast this week, Dano, with saying that I didn't watch any footy, including Neither. the Neither. Richmond game. Um, was away for the weekend for my best mate's Bucks weekend. So, yeah, sounds like yeah. even if I went to the footy, I would have been just as drunk. So... <laughs> Um, anyway, I, I did see some of the um, Giants game, but I, yeah, <laughs> we're still going to have plenty of content for people though. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, so we'll start off with a group winner um, who just missed out on twenty six hundred. That was Mel's Eli's Elite Team on your Mel. Um, who did who did Mel have, Pato? Yes, so um, it's actually Tato's cheating team, his second team. Ah, Tato Tosh. That's hilarious. So you sneaky dog. Yep, yep. Um, okay. <laughs> but anyway, congratulations to Tate getting his second weekly of the season with two entries. Um, <laughs> we can only accept one of them, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind the team, though. It's a little bit POD, as you'd expect from a second team. I used to have fun with the second team, but once I found out that... Supercoach can work out whether you have two teams, and if you win the weekly, you're just not going to get the money. And I was, yeah. that scared me out of it. It's, it's not worth the, it. Yeah, they can delete the account as well. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's not worth it. Like I know the one week I get a fucking weekly, they'll find out if I have a second team, and I'll not win it. So, mm. um. Anyway, moving on. Um. No, some, some nice PODs. Nick Floston with a 141 on the weekend is nice to yep. see. Um, Zachy Merritt, who, if you got on him at 520k, you are laughing because I said that was the prime time to bring him in. Yep. A lot of people laughed at me about that, but ha who's, who's laughing now? Yep, yep, um, yep. Got Libba up forward, which is nice, and um, big Todd Goldstein, the fossil, um, knocking down a 135 against the injured Nankervis. So, yeah, interesting team, and congrats, Tate, on getting the weekly. Mel. We'll, we'll give it to Mel. We won't give it to Tate. <laughs> We'll give it to Melzi's missile, I'm assuming. There we go. I should know. Um, anyway, injury time. So, to start us off with, we finally got it, but it's not an injury that we expected from Josh Kelly, but he's concussed. So, concussion protocols one week. Thought it might have ended up being, at this stage of the year, maybe a hammy or something like that, a soft tissue injury, Pat but no, the old concussion's got him. These fucking giants don't, I swear to God. I cracked the shits last week. I traded oh, Lockie Whitfield out. I traded Lockie Whitfield out. Brought in Sam Doherty for a ninety-three. That was a little bit annoying, but whatever. Yeah, got more than uh, Lockie Whitfield did. And then Josh Kelly decides he's a fucking dumb fuck and gets to <laughs> concuss himself. And he got yeah. me a sixty-two in that game. So oh, there's Giants. I swear, like they're like that really good-looking bird in high school. Like you know, <laughs> great, great root, whatever. But like <laughs> baggage galore. Like, yep. she's psycho. She's sexy, <laughs> but she's psycho. And don't go there. And I get sucked in every single fucking year. And anyway, here we are. Um, two trades left. Very tempted to use one of them on Kelly just to turn him into a primo. But anyway, but I 
hopefully won't. Uh, at least Cogs is doing well. Cogs is the yep. old uh, put a ring on it sort of uh, reliability. Yep. Um, well, I've only got the one trade Bruce left. A little bit earlier in the year as well. That was fucking annoying too. I've got the one trade left, and oh. I've got Whitfield on field, and I'm just like, I don't want to use it on you, you mofo. We, like, I had Jacob Weir come on for a 77, and I was like, at least that's okay-ish, but fucking hell. I mean, Whitfield Lockie got Whitfield, about that last never week. again. Never again, Lockie Whitfield. Yeah, I mean, um, I started him, traded him out, then brought him back in. Yeah, but he looked promising. Yeah, it's like going back to an ex, though, Dana. They always look promising, then you remember why you dumped them. <laughs> it's like we had the beer goggles on or something. Fucking hell. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh. You just see the rack, and he's like, oh, hello. <laughs> And then you remember the brain's fucked. Anyway. Anyway, the next one on our list is Lockie Whitfield with his hip flexor. <laughs> yeah, from taking too many cocks. Unknown return date. He's not even listed on the injuries at the moment. Um, he was a laid out? Would you call him a laid out? Uh, no, I think it came out during when teams were announced, which the Giants really like doing now. They just yeah. sort of not decide to announce anything at the start of the week and they go, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Lockie Whitfield has a hip flexor injury. So, yep. yeah, I, I didn't even want to ride it. I just have too much PTSD with Braden Bruce. So I just said, fuck it, I'm getting rid of Whitfield. So, uh, yeah, who knows? He might play this week, but I can't imagine that would have 100% healed in that time. So I'm just jumping back off. Yeah, I might have to burn my last trade and then ride it out. Oh, speaking of riding it out, Paddy Ryder's out. <laughs> yes, and Jeez. this is actually the most significant injury news for... The week, Dano, which is, yes. sounds crazy because it's 48-year-old Paddy Ryder, but... Yeah. But... Yeah, basically, Rowan Marshall becomes a contender now. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more yeah. later, Dano, but uh, Paddy Ryder, they've said four to six weeks, and... That's it. So Dane. that's at least four weeks. We've only got, what, five games to go, Dano, is it? Yeah. Yeah, they're not bringing him back. So... Yeah. I think he'd be lucky yeah. to make it so we'll definitely address Roland Marshall later on Dano but yeah Paddy Ryder gone yep yep anyway got asked to do top six um, predictions in each line but we can't really do a prediction because fucking they're pretty much set from here on aren't they Paddy I wouldn't be so sure are we talking total score or are we talking average nah I'd, I'd say average okay yeah, well, give us your top six defenders then. We'll start off in defence. Right, so I think the top two are easy. I think that's Stewart and Sicily. Yeah, okay. I think Jack Sinclair not far behind, so there's your top three. Yep. I think Hewitt and Doherty are on about... Hewitt, Doherty and Dawson, I think, are the next three, and they're not far behind those guys. So I actually think defence is really easy for the top six, um, and it is current the current top six, but I can't see anyone else making the jump. Yep, fair. Um, yeah, basically the same top six. And it's yeah, the like, top av- six averaging one. So we'll fucking move on to midfield then. Paddock. Yeah, this is where it'll get a little bit more interesting. Okay, go for your midfielders. Top six. All right, so top three, I think, is really easy. Oliver, Laird, Neil. Yep. Um, yep. They should be in everyone's team, but they're not because you don't have Laird, Dano. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> just, just funnily enough, Reese Matheson is the fourth averaging midfielder. After one, one game. game. <laughs> yeah. One game. The shotgun. But anyway, he'll he'll look really good in other colours next year. All right. So there's three. I'll go 
McRae, Mills, Miller, I think they'll average about the same. So there's six. So I'm looking for two more. No, we're saying top six in each line. Well, there's eight midfielders on field, don't they? Yeah, but you said top six in each line. Well, oh, it's... Go eight, go eight, go eight, go eight. Go to eight for midfielders. Yep, okay. Uh, I think Petrarca moves into the top eight, and I think Walsh is the other top eight, and Merritt won't be far behind. I think Brayshaw drops right down because he's already had one score below 110, like I mentioned. Well, I'm going to do something a bit different. So I've got yeah. Clayton, Oliver, Rory Laird, Lucky Neal, Jack yep. McRae, Callum Mills, so there's five. Took Miller, six. I'm going to say Jack Steele. Ooh. Because he's got the Eagles this week too. He does, yes. He flipped out of 133 just the other day. And um, what? He's, uh, he, he needs to jump up a freaking 6.5 point average, but he could fucking go Bruno Nars against the West Coast Eagles and help his cause. He's someone that could certainly average 130 on the rest of the year and um, spike his average. And he's only played 13 games as well, so that really helps with jumping so his average up. Oliver, so. Oliver Laird, Neil, McRae, Miller. Um, I've gone... Well, Steele is my six. And then I... Where the fuck have I put you? I actually think that Zachy Merritt can get up there for seventh. Yes. And then the eighth. What about Walsh? <sighs> Walsh, Petrarca? They're, they're my last two that I'm trying to... Uh... Or Brayshaw. Or, do you, or are you finally agreeing with me about Brayshaw? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got... Oh, I reckon Petrarca's a bit too up and down. Um, I'll go Walsh. Walsh? Yeah, I'll go Walsh as number eight. Starting with a 150 this week against the Giants? Oh mate, no, no one can fucking go with him. He'll he'll, he'll be fucking all over the joint. Yeah. Just just quickly on uh, who was it? Jack Steele. He's actually got quite a difficult run home. Yeah, um, Jack Steele. Correct, contested but ball, Haw- Hawthorne have been really locking down on contested guys. Geelong did a double tag on the weekend. They know they had two guys tagging. Now, um, this is my prediction, bro. You don't have to fucking... I'm not going yeah, to go just, down and dissect just you. Yeah, putting the info out for our listeners. They, that's, yeah. that's what they love me for. Fucking hell. Um, am I, I going to start dissecting yours now? Okay. We'll do yeah, that. please do. Please do. Okay. Um, Barry, Barry could well go to him against the Lions in round 22. And in round 23, he has Sydney. And Sydney love to lock down on guys. So, anyway. Jesus very interesting. Christ, listeners, fucking listen to this fucking flog. Flog of a human. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. Well, Jesus. All right, should we move to the forward line? No, let's do the top six rucks. No, I'm kidding. Top two rucks? <laughs> top six rucks. <laughs> it's fucking not even six playing. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, well, oh, top two rucks is actually going to be fucking hard, to be honest, because Wits has dropped right the fuck off, but his average is still healthy. Gorn's all over the fucking shop. I didn't see the game, but um, it looks as though Jackson might have rucked a bit more than Gorn, which is super interesting. And Timmy English was all over the shop too. Sean Darcy's the only one fucking hitting his straps at this time of the year. Uh, Darcy might be the one that moves into the top two, which I'd be very happy with. Mm-hmm. But then you got, is Brody Grundy also back this week? 
Or yeah, he's apparently playing full forward though. Ooh. Yeah, Actually, so. Oh, yeah. Um, geez, Sean Darcy's got a nice juicy matchup this week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say. Well, Jared Witts, I don't think anyone will really catch his one twelve average. He's got to really fucking spud it up from here on out. You know, the only one that could is gone because we know how good he is. Yeah, he's only one point five points behind him on average. So I'll say, oh, when does Darcy have his fucking one eighty game? <laughs> As Nankovic, Nankovic isn't back. It could yet, be this he? week. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Nankovic isn't back yet. The good old name. He conceded a one thirty five against the fossil of Todd Goldstein. Whatever's left of him. Oh. I reckon Ruck's actually hard. I'll say I'll I'll say Gorn and Darcy, even though I don't think it'll happen. D- yeah. Fair. I think Wits and Darcy. Oh, you don't think Gorny will okay. No, I, I think they'll nurse him a little bit. I think they'll pick and choose matchups. Yep, fair. Uh we'll go into forward forward line. Go for it. Uh well Bontempelli is racing out and um this is, anyone can that I just say, de- Can I cut you off here? This is disgusting yeah. that you look at it and there's five the top five are all fucking bulldogs. <laughs> yep, yep. I don't I don't know if that'll change either, don't I? Fuck. <laughs> I don't know if it'll change. Bailey Smith, I don't know what role he played, as I've mentioned a couple of times already, like I didn't watch any footy. Yep. Um Spewing I didn't VC Bontopelli, but anyway. Um yeah, anyone that thought Bontopelli wasn't a great trade in after his buy is absolutely delusional. Um he's got a five yeah, round average of one thirty. Number one. Um yeah, so I, I yeah, I think I think Libba maybe moves past English if I, if we're going in order. Yep. Um English third. I reckon Smith fourth, Dunkley fifth. And I reckon Cogs gets to sixth. Ooh. And and the smoky is Dylan Moore. Dylan Moore is the smoky, yeah. Because I'm looking, I'm looking at, I'm pretty much agreeing with you on the top five. The sixth one, I don't. Know. It could be anyone, really. It could be any of those three that are sixth, seventh, and eighth. I mean, Brody, Parker, and Cox. Brody's dropped off though. He has, but the role's still there. I think he'll be fine, but I don't think he'll be top six. Yeah, I'll say Cogs. Yeah. Well, we agree on all, don't we? Yeah, I was tossing up between him and Parker, but Parker's all over the shop at the moment too, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Parker should have a nice, juicy game this week. Big and juicy, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll go to trade-in targets. Jesus. And we're going to be doing things a little bit fucking different this week. Actually, before we do trade-in targets... Um, people keep asking, should they trade out underperforming primos? So you got like your short, crisp, Crips, Josh Kelly, fucking Will Brody, Timmy English. Would you trade any of them out? And should you? It probably depends on your trade situation, but if you're sitting on four or more trades, I reckon pull the trigger. Um, I mean... I've got every single one of these players, Dano, and there's probably many teams that do. So picking which one you, you trade out is almost impossible. Um, the interesting thing is that Liam Baker played forward by all accounts on the weekend. So that possibly opens up a spot for Short to go back into defence. Um, I don't know whether he did or not. Um, 
I'll have to do some more research on that. But I think it's still up in the air that maybe he gets moved back to the back line because Richmond are clearly have to tinker with some things. Crisp has kind of moved out to a wing, which is a really shit role for him. He's either got to be yeah. in the midfield getting hundreds or, or off half going back. half back getting 110s. Um, so Crisp, I'd be very tempted with. Um, Cripps got tagged. I wouldn't be too worried about Cripps. He's just getting a bit of attention. But he had the Blitzavs tag on the weekend, which is crazy to say, but um, he got shadowed by Blitzavs by all accounts. Josh Kelly is the one, I think, Dano. Um, he's teased us enough. I think you've just got to give him a flick, yeah. especially that because he's missing this week. I mean, if you've got shit bench cover, gee, you'd be tempted to to move him on, Dano. Um, if you're covering him with a Hoff or a Rioli who isn't even playing, um, maybe you can loophole a Cumberland. I loopholed Cumberland last week after trading him in and he obviously scored very well because he played against North. Um I'll, they've got the Friday night game this week. So I'll probably loophole Cumberland, see what he scores. If he scores okay, obviously I'll hold Kelly. If he scores under sort of 50-odd, I'll probably move Kelly on and maybe turn him into an Uber Primo. Can I just say, yeah, I, I had to YOLO last week um, for a bit of cover for Clayton Oliver, and I got uh, fucking Cully in from West Coast. Oh, he dropped 100. And he dropped a 90, so good enough. Yeah. Scored yeah. higher than Cripps. <laughs> so, good fucking cover, but yeah, and he, he's actually DPP, so he's really good with switching between all of the fucking DPPs that aren't playing for. Yeah, him, so yeah, Cum- Cumberland's mid forward as well, so yeah, yeah, very helpful to have late in season. Apparently, Bryn Tickle is might be playing this week as well. Don't know, just yeah. We said we thought there was news that he was going to play last week, but then. It didn't happen, so yeah, I, I hope he plays. <laughs> I hope he does. Um, anyway, move into the trade-in target. So we're starting defence, and we're doing it a bit different. We're doing some real fucking weird ones. So ones that could set your team apart from others, like real solid uber... Would you call them uber primos? Uh, no, I wouldn't call them uber primos. I'd call them risky picks. And the caveat is if you bring one of these guys in and they average 80 for the rest of the year, you're not allowed to come and complain. Because we're, <laughs> we're telling you that they're either going to make or break your league matchups. And you look like a genius when you bring in a bloke that's in less than 1% of teams who has a three-round and five-round average of 120, Dano. Yeah, um, which is our first one, yep. But yep. Ha- Yeah, but has a history of some spud games. So you're not allowed to complain. That's all we're going to say. Be aware of the risk, um, but you can either go with Jack Crisp like everyone else has who's getting 90s and could be on a 95 average for the rest of the year, or you can turn Crisp into the first guy that we're going to talk about for less than 100K and, um, yeah, yeah, look like a genius. Cool. Uh, Trade-in targets in defense, and our first one is Mason Redman at 565K, 96 average, 0.8% of team, 77 break even. Now, as Pato said, he has a three-round average of 120 and a five-round average of 121. Don't know what the fuck Essendon has been putting into their injection programs again, but it's working for Mason Redman. It's working for them as a yeah. whole, actually. Yeah, his role sort of moved around a little bit throughout the year, but they've really found a home for him at halfback and sort of... Almost playing the Ridley role, which is a little bit frustrating because Ridley is a star in that role. But um, I'll read out his scores from round 10. So, well, he got injured for a bit there, but he had 113 against Richmond in round 10. 
Uh, then came back for round 13 and scored 99 against Carlton, but then he went 144, 107, 102, and 152. So mm. nice and consistent. It doesn't look like the floor is there, um, and it looks like the ceiling is actually kind of high, which is really attractive. Yep. The only yeah, thing to slightly worry about is in round 22, which is Supercoach finals time, um, he plays Port Adelaide and Port Adelaide just locked down on halfbacks. Um, I don't think a halfback has scored well against them all year, Dano. Fair, fair. Anyway, yeah, Redmond's a fucking real big POD. Like you, And this is what we will reiterate. We're chucking him out there. If you pick him and they fucking spud from here on, don't complain because they're risky ones. We're not going to do this normal shit that we've been doing every week. We've got to change things up. So another risky one, Pato, is Nick Vlosten. Sorry, just just oh, quickly, yep. Dono, with Redmond. Um, if you've got the testicular fortitude to bring him in um, and it wins you a cash league or anything, I think you owe us a beer or something um, <laughs> because he could average 110 and he's going to be better than having Jack Crisp. Yep. Anyway, Nick Vlosten. Nick Vlosten. Okay, 534k, 105 average, 5% ownership, so still fucking POD territory there. Anything under 7%, in my opinion, is POD. 90 break-even, so three-round average of 118, five-round average of 114. Pado, you're the Richmond man. Yeah, he's taking a lot of kick-ins. Yeah, takes lots of marks, had six tackles. Um, Great contested player. They like the ball in his hands. He's kind of playing Jaden Short's role while also being a lockdown guy. So it's actually a really similar role to Sicily where he'll take a really, really key matchup, but also just use the ball a lot out of defense and get kick-ins as well. So I like it. Um, although at the same warning as with all year with Boston, he's got a really long history of soft tissues um, and really dumb shit like last week that probably cost us the game against West Coast, uh, yep. not West Coast uh, whoever we lost to last week, I've already forgotten <laughs> Was it on purpose um, no, the week before that, okay. thanks for the reminder though <laughs> uh, next Gold, one Coast. Is... Oh, Gold, Gold Coast <laughs> okay, next one we got is Kitty Coleman at 468k uh, defence forward swing 87 average, 3% ownership, 37 break-even. The huge POD, but the thing with Kitty is how's he going to go with Rich and Zorko back? That is a question, but I think they really like him off half-back. So I, Zorko's the sort of guy that can play forward, he can play midfield. I honestly think they'll keep Coleman and Rich on that half-back line. Um, and sure, Rich will take a lot of that footy from Coleman, but... I still think it's a really attractive option. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sold on on that one. I want to see how he goes with Rich. He's still 468k. He will shoot up though if he pumps out a 100, but he'd still be under 500. You'd think. Maybe. Yeah, no. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Next one we got is Old Man Hearn. Oh, the Hernia. 562k, 101 average. 0.7% of teams and 97 break even. No. So, Hearn, we always bring up, we brought him up last year. We keep calling him Old Man Hearn. He's, he's fucking ancient. Uh, he was in the th- fourth grade with fucking Jesus. Um, his fitness is a bit of an issue. That's that's my main concern there, Pado, because he could play this week and then be rested next week. 
like West Coast aren't making finals anytime soon. He, he, I don't know if he's playing on next year, but yeah, I don't think they'll they'll play him too much more, in my opinion. I don't think they will. But he's got a three round average of one hundred and sixteen and a five round average of one hundred and eleven. So yeah, he's in great form. He plays that Bruce free footy, but he has soft tissue injury history, and with his age, that is fraught with danger. Um, you mentioned finals and West Coast, and I reckon. Shannon Hearn's kids will be in the West Coast team by the time they make finals again. That's how bad they are at looking. Mm. But, yep. yeah, great role. Once again, taking all kickouts, um, lots of uncontested marks and kicks and just racks it up. It's kind of like that classic Jake Lloyd seagull role. Um, I mean, Jake Lloyd is maybe the better option um, just because of health reasons. But yeah, it's risky. And, yeah, again, testicular fortitude. Do you have the nuts to do it? Wheelbarrow nuts. Move on to midfield. Whoa, this one. Zachy Merritt is now 615k, Pado. 112 average, 9% ownership, 77 break even. He's got 141 three round average and 125 five round average. Oh, that gets me going. Anyway, he's fucking looking unreal at the moment. And I'm surprised he's only at 9%. Yeah, it's because everyone's cooked all their trades, don't they? On the rock line. Yeah, that's true. I've used a fair few on the rocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyway, Zachy Merritt, fucking awesome option. He's into uh, even VC option, C option at the moment. Yeah, completely agree. Um, so it's a shame that Essendon will play a lot of late games because, which means you just have to trust the C on him, which I'm not sure is great. However, plays Collingwood this week, and Collingwood will love giving up massive scores to midfielders. So... That's a little preview into the captain's section. But anyway, um, yeah, as, as I said before, if you brought in Merritt at 520K, um, you're absolutely laughing. He was so cheap coming off his injury, just getting back into the midfield rotation. And I, and I think I mentioned in that podcast, Dano, that this is a guy that can average 130 on the rest of the year. And I wasn't joking. Like, we know what his ceiling is like when he's playing this role and he is and um, people have a lot of question marks about Parrish and what happens when he comes back into the team but I don't I don't see much difference Parrish, they're completely different players don't know they're, yep. Parrish is the one that scoops it out to Merritt and Merritt's the one that kicks it inside 50 so I, I don't see much wrong with this pick yep. now the next bloke that we're going to talk about our mate Daniel jumped on when he pumped out a 155 out of nowhere and he's like oh I think we you should jump on now. And ever since then, he scored his other two games have been well over a hundred too. So that's Chatty Warner at 544k, 99 average, 1.6% ownership, 62 break even. So his three round average is 137. Pato can explain what's happening in the Sydney team there. Um, it's a bit of a YOLO, Pato, but like his last three games have been freaking pretty good. Yeah. Um, He's, throwing, he's moving guys out of the midfield rotation. He had the most centre bounces out of any Sydney player. He's pushed Callum Mills down to 12 CBAs, who Mills is playing more of a wing slash sort of floating back role. Um, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. But like, that's how good he's playing. And um, they're still beating good teams. They knocked off the Dockers on the weekends. So I can't see it changing because this is what's working. So... I mean, a lot of people are talking about Warner for next year. Um, 
some people are saying Brownlow for next year, but that's a bit fucking crazy. But you know, Kane Corns <laughs> things. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a great POD option on the rest of the year. Don't know. He's got a great role. He's an inside midfielder. Um, he's not injured. He's not playing injured like Callum Mills is, and um, he's young. Great player. I, I like it as a real, real big YOLO. Yep. Our next one is Paddy Dangerfield at 449k. Paddo has put in brackets, forget about averages, because he's set to explode in his opinion. Paddo quickly discuss Patrick Dangerfield for everyone listening. Yeah, don't worry about the 71. Um, the Blues are, are pretty hard to score against in that midfield group. But uh, yeah, the Supercoach finals, you've got Gold Coast and West Coast, and that's just the start of a really good run home. So Dangerfield's a guy that from this point will probably average 110, I think, and is dirt cheap. So if you're looking for a, if you're sick of Patrick Cripps or, or whatever, I think it's a really good downgrade. And, and you might be able to use that 100K to turn Jack Crisp into Jack Sinclair, for example. Yep. So um, I don't mind those corrective trades if you've got four or so left at this stage. Um, pretty handy to have those sort of trades available for finals. But if you can do it now and really shore up your team and um, yeah, maybe even go for a weekly or two, then yeah, yeah, I like it. Now, I'll quickly move through the two forwards that we've got. So, first one's Dylan Moore at 513k, 96 average, 3% ownership, 52 break even. So, he's got 19 centre bounces attended last round for a score of 113, Pato, and his three-round average is of 113, and his five-round average is 108. So, quickly talk about Dylan Moore, because I know you're pretty fucking hot on him. Yeah, and that's after 15 CBAs last week, and we did mention Dylan Moore last week. Um, still ju- in just 3% of teams, which is nuts. The only thing that sucks is not DPP. So you yeah. can't bring him in to your midfield. However, you can move Will Brody to your M9, Dano, mm. and you can use more in your forward line. Brody can be a loophole guy. Brody plays on Friday night this week. So you can have a look at him before you commit. Um, yeah, I... Really like Dylan Moore. I think this, there's there's a few guys every year that have a really late role change for a bottom four or six team, um, and stay in the role for the rest of the year and just come out of nowhere. LDU Luke, Luke Davies Uniac, yeah, um, is in that sort of category. Um, Dylan Moore absolutely is as well. He's moved into that midfield group. He's not moving out as well. Um, we mentioned last week he's he's pushing Omira, Tom Mitchell. They're not the future of the Hawks. Dylan Moore is the kind of kid that is the future of the Hawks and was an elite midfielder as a junior as well. So he's got history in the role and he's plied his trade up forward and now he's getting his chance. So, yeah, this this could be a guy that averages 110 on the rest of the year. So, yeah, I, I, I prefer to have him than Josh Dunkley at the moment. Yep, fair enough. And the last one we've got in the forward line is Rowan Marshall at 460k. And again, Pado has in brackets, forget about averages because he fucking scores big without Paddy Ryder and Paddy Ryder's going to miss the next four to six weeks, Pado. Yep, he sure is. Um, yeah, not much to talk about from this year. Um, Paddy Ryder, uh, sorry, Rowan Marshall has had some really big games without Paddy Ryder. He's had a 140-odd and a 150-odd. There's not a lot of sample size. You've just got to be smart with this. Um I don't know. Nick Nat didn't play on the weekend. I don't know whether he was rested or whatnot. I missed that news. Um, but they've got West Coast this week. And then they've got the Hawks, who aren't really playing a Ruckman. They're playing Reeves and I think uh, McAvoy is back now, but sort of playing as a backup Ruck. 
Then Geelong, which is a pretty tough matchup, but then Brisbane and Sydney who don't really have really good rucks. So Rowan Marshall's the sort of guy that can have a Tim English sort of run that Tim English had at the start of this year, don't know, and just go 120, 130. That's how good Rowan Marshall is in the ruck. Um, very similar players as well. Rowan Marshall isn't 115 centimetres like, or 110 centimetres like English is, um, mm. but they act as extra midfielders. They get a lot of the footy around the the uh, the, the ground, lots of marks, and um, yeah, just get a ton of the footy and, and super coach points galore. Yep, yep. I've been waiting for Rowan Marshall to be able to rock solo, so this will be interesting. Um, I don't have him in my team, but I can't fucking use my last trade to get him in because this guy's <coughs> got fucking Lockie Whitfield. No balls, you won't do it. Lockie Whitfield's fucking done. I've just got to get it. I might I might go to Redmond. <laughs> I think I've got enough cash to go to Redmond, mate. Yes, yes, do I'll it. Look. I'll have a fucking look. Okay, Pado, so... Going to the list of questions now. Now, I think this is we've broken the record for most amount of questions on both Facebook and Twitter that we've ever had. It's fucking nuts. And we gave people about an hour to put them in because I was late because I had a fuck day at work. So yeah, <laughs> to do it late every week. Fuck yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll start. We'll start with um Facebook. So Sam has asked: Is Libba a good POD to bring in the next two weeks? Looking at trading out Cameron soon when Grundy comes back. I say fucking yes. Libra is on fire. This is a really, really tough one because if you believe what Collingwood is saying, Darcy Cameron will still be the first choice ruck when Grundy oh. returns. Now, I don't think it'll be a 70-30 split like it currently is with Box. I'm going to be more like 45-55, maybe 50-50. There's no way Grundy's coming back to play 70% forward time. There's yeah. no way. No way. Um, but I don't know if Libu is the right option. Do you take the risk and go with Marshall Ooh. and actually make money from it? Depends on how many trades he has. True. True. Because if you've got more than one, you could go Cameron down to Marshall and it also still gives you that ruck forward swing and then... You could do the the luxury upgrade of a Crips or a or a short or a crisp or something like that. So not... it's a real tough one. I do love Libba. Libba's not going. His scoring's not dipping at all. I he love Libba. Below... I've been really big on Libba. He hasn't dropped below hundred. Uh, his last drop below one hundred was round ten, which was ninety two. Then he's gone 102, 123, 102, 118, 144, 103, 131. Correct, but Marshall could go 120 on the rest of the year with the odd 140 game. That's how good his scoring can be as the sole ruck. I don't, I don't mind Libba. You're paying premium premium price for Libba, but I don't mind it. Pato's saying you might want to look for money elsewhere and take a punt on Marshall. Oh, no, I love Libba. That's not me saying don't get Libba, but just think about Marshall and just, yeah. Risk assess it. Um, have a look at your league matchups. I don't think any much of your your league opponents will have Rowan Marshall, um, and maybe some have Libra, and that's enough for you to sway towards Marshall as a POD. Um, if you're in a cash league, or or you just want to win your leagues, or even even for ranks, Dano, um, Libra is in what five percent, six percent, something like that. Like it's not massive, but it's a lot more than Rowan Marshall. So yeah, yeah, no, Libra is a great pod. Yep. Um, our next one's from Pantelis, and it says, who's the better loophole option for draft league, Rory Sloan or Dom Sheed? Fuck, mate, this is a classic. 
This is this is a classic podcast, mate. Come on. Come on. Draft doctors, listen to them for the, these types of things, but we'll answer it anyway. Pardo? So one's... They're both not playing, I don't obviously. understand... I still don't understand what he means by this, because... It's just one week. He just wants... It's not a loop. It's... No, it's not a keeper. It's just a normal draft team for one week. Eagles play on the Sunday, so you'd want the one that plays the last game, which is the Eagles, so you go Dom Sheet. But couldn't you just trade him out to anyone playing in the last game that's not playing? Yeah, that's true. It doesn't have to be any one of those. Just So you could just trade it out every single week to someone playing in the last game? Yeah, ex- essentially, yeah. So just play for someone who's matter, definitely not going to fucking play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, we'll move on to the next question. Uh, Paul says, Jock just signed for the Kangaroos. I don't get it. Who's Jock? <laughs> Jock. Pato? Jock Reynolds? Jock McHale? I don't know. Maybe Jock McHale's just signed as their full forward? I don't know. Have they got a new coach? Who the fuck's a new... I don't know. I don't know who he's talking about. i got no idea. I can weird ask questions. Anyway, um, Shane has said North go Tigers. I think he's just rubbing it in for you, Pato. Anyway, Zach. <laughs> Zach says Rowan Marshall real deal without Ryder question mark. At least most people realise what a question is because it's got that little loopy thing at the end of it. <laughs> I think Shane misses that a little bit. But okay. Anyway. We, we uh, yes, Zach, we've already um, addressed that. We've already addressed yeah. it on the podcast. Absolutely, absolutely the real deal. Um, they probably will bring in a Ruckman with AFL experience, though, and I his name escapes me, but he's got experience on AFL lists, and so that might scare some people off a little bit, but I still think Ryan Marshall will be the main Ruck. Yep, okay. Now, next one's from Jody. Who's more of a priority, Bont or Marshall, now that Ryder is out? Ooh. I still think the Bont. Bont. Yeah. Bont. It's got to be. Yeah. Bont scoring is nuts at the moment. Oh, mate. That 180. I wish I VC'd him, but anyway. Tom Campbell is the one I was thinking of, Dano. He's played one game this year. Oh, Tate's got... <laughs> Eli's Elite is my alt account. I do for my son, a Tiger fan. With no Supercoach Plus, his team now is scoring better weekly than me. <laughs> Oh, tight. Tight, tight, tight. Shit time. You cheating dog. <laughs> okay, we'll move on to Twitter because they were just they were just Facebook questions. So we'll go to Twitter. So fucking here we go. Scobie Bryant thirty six, which is Nathan Scoble said, choose one. <laughs> Watching a season montage of O'Halloran's potato spud moments, which would no doubt go on endlessly endlessly. That's that that's pick one. Pick two is Mason Cox destroying the Tigers in a prelim, or pick three, the highlights of the best first-year player in AFL history, Baby Dakes. And then number four, seriously, would you trade Crips to Mills? All right, so Nick Dacos is incredible, and I, I keep saying it, I shouldn't be this enamoured with Collingwood players, um, but Nick Starting Dacos is incredible. Starting in, next year. Yes, absolutely. But he might be 580k, Dano. Yeah, it's got to be fucked. Like he could get to 600k this year. Yeah, but it's based on his average as a whole. 
So early it is, on in yeah, the season, but his average, like, I don't know what his average is right now, but I think it's over 100. Is it? I'm oh, pretty fuck. sure. Jesus Christ. I, don't, I actually don't know. I traded him out at the wrong time. So, he, yeah, his earlier score... Oh, no, his average is 93. His earlier scoring in the season with his 50s and 70s and shit and his 60s really help with this. Because then he's gone 113, 112, 93, 143, 99, 163. So, um, but we'll go on to, um, seriously, though, would you trade uh, Cripps to Mills? I don't know if I love Mills. That's I don't like Mills just because of the injury issue and the and the the role. Yeah. Okay. But I'm open to the idea of trading Crips. I still like I still like your Ben Keys just getting a hundred. At least he's getting a hundred. He had sixty this weekend, don't Didn't he? Oh fuck! Did he? Yeah, he finally got under a hundred. Fuck. On your Keysy. <laughs> he's human. Oh, no, he went 68 in round 14. Yeah, 61 this week. Yeah. Oh, shit, he's actually dropped to 530k. Nice. And yeah. he's 147 Look, break I'm, even. I'll assume Scobie's got all the top dogs. He's Oliver, Laird, Neil, etc. Yeah. Um, there's probably a few names that he may not have, um, and that is Walsh, Merritt, Steele. They're the, the group that I'd be looking at. No, Dano, no. Do you not listen to what I say? <laughs> don't pick Brayshaw he's going over 110 once for the rest of the year and that's this week and then he's going fucking sub 100 yep there we go <laughs> um, but no I'd be choosing from Walsh Merritt or Steele if you don't have either of those three and you can get to them um, I'd even prefer like a Guthrie or a Dangerfield to Mills uh, and I know that sounds crazy I just can't trust the health. Mills missed the last three or four games last year. Yep, yep. I got, I got. A, and I he's being to... managed. He's being I'm... managed in games, and that scares me. I'm not even I'm... an owner, but it scares me. I'm gonna throw something back at Scobie Bryant. What do you get harder? You, what What makes you cock harder? Fucking Ginevan Shithousery or Baby Dakes? That is uh, that's even tough to question for me because I'm not even a Collingwood <laughs> fan, and they're both great to watch. Yeah, I just I want to know his I want to know his response to that. We're going to Josh. So he goes Baker for Marshall if Baker is named forward again. Yeah, I like it. Yep, don't mind that either. And if you've got in Baker because of me, I, I apologise. I did mention that he. Um, Changes roles a lot, so that was the risk. But yeah, definitely for sure, I like that. Okay, so our main man Jay, who's in the running for the fifty k, has said, "Am I striking now, whilst one hundred and twelve off the leader, or playing defensive, keeping my trades and hoping the five above me with low low trades falter?" He's got two trades remaining, but he has Crips and Wines, so he wants to know. He's also got short. I feel like there's going to be more carnage. He's also got Brody and English. I feel like there's... Yeah, but I feel like there's going to be more carnage. Let's say round 20 to 21, shit happens. Those guys... Like, number one in Australia at the moment, he's got no trades. He used all of his trades up. 
He's openly said that on Twitter. He's gone hard. Good on him. But if something happens, he's got no coverage, really. That's where Jay can creep up on him. Yeah, and the thing is, most of Jay's defence are bottom 10 teams. He's got Sinclair, Sicily, and Dawson, who are all in teams that won't play finals. Saints might, but they probably won't. He's got Rory Laird and Tuke Miller in the midfield. Um, And McRae, all three of those teams could miss finals, as well as Port Adelaide with Ollie Wines. Yeah. Jared Witts in ruck. Gold Coast can get eliminated. Cornelio up forward. Tim English up forward. Um, Bonten Pell is fine, although he's apparently playing injured, but surely not. Um, and Dunkley as well. So there's a lot there to be nervous about. You're probably safer holding. I, I agree. I reckon that if all it takes is one, and it's, it might be a common player between all of the top six, you have that trade up your sleeve. You get someone out, you go to another primo. Those guys, they're fucked, and they got to rely on DPPs and bench cover, which will be fucking shit. Yeah, and, and Jay's got good cover. He's got Jacob Ware in defense. Um, yeah. which is probably a lot better than a lot of other teams. Yeah. I mean, he's got Isaac Heaney as a floating F. That's F- the big C- one. Uh, F7, M9. Um, and if you lose both a forward and a midfielder in the same week, you're going to want to choose one of those to trade and use Heaney as your cover. And Heaney's gone back to back 100s now. Yeah. So he's, he's kicking kicking goals. Um, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, think you've got to hold him. I reckon you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. <coughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Anyway, there you go, Jay. Hopefully that helps you out, mate. Anyway, we're not called the Supercoach Co-Captains for nothing. Every week we give you guys VC and C options to set your team apart from the rest. So, Jay, listen. We'll start off with the Friday Night Blockbuster. Eighth versus fourth. This could make or break the Richmond Tigers season, Pado. At Marvel Stadium, Richmond versus Fremantle. Yeah, Marvel, we're probably going to lose that. VC and C, well, it'll be VC options in this one. We're not going Sean Darcy. Fucking against No Nank. Oh, I think Darcy does well against Nank even when he's in healthy. Yeah, Darcy's a tank in himself against Nank the tank. Um, Andy Brayshaw will get his one big score for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, 100%. If you've got Brayshaw, chuck the VC on him and don't get mad when he does sub 100 for the rest of the year. Yep, fair. No one from Richmond you like? Nah. Is Tom Lynch coming back anytime soon? No, Lynch and Dusty are both out this week. That's just been confirmed earlier. There you go. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, Darcy, Brayshaw, hopefully five spuds so that his price stays down for next year. Be nice. And he keeps playing forward. Oh, yeah. Oh, just thinking about picking Nat Fife forward next year at a massive discount. Saturday. Who needs Viagra? Uh, <laughs> Saturday. We've got 1.45 p.m. The Tassie Cup. The Tassie fucking Cup. Oh, Jai Simkin. Will, and, um, well, it's the Jai Simkin versus fucking, what, Tom Mitchell game usually in Tassie. Yeah. Those two love Tasmania. They do. Um, LDU for this one. I don't mind. Assist dog. Yeah. Then... Yeah. Really hard to tell. I don't 
I probably don't love anyone in this game. I think the other game is probably the one to target a VC in. Yep, the other one forty-five PM game is Sydney versus the Crom. This is going to be a fucking interesting one because Sydney and the Crows always have, no matter where whether they're Adelaide or in Sydney, they always have fucking good games, regardless of where they are on the ladder. It's a danger game for Sydney, in my opinion. Looking at them, Jordan Dawson against his old team. No, nah, he's going to get locked up. Ryan Clark will play and get, yeah, keep okay. him to about sixty. You like your Rory Laird? Uh, yeah, I like Callum Mills. Yeah. As a VC, if you own him. Texan as a VC? Sneaky VC? Nah, nah. No? Nah. nah. I'd love to know what his scoring is like against fucking... I think, I think Laird and Mills are the obvious ones for me. Yeah, but we want to, we want to explore some... It's a VC, man. You can risk it on a VC. Yeah, but sure you want to go for the ceiling. Let's have a look. I just want to see Taylor Walker. Man, man's not hot. Man's never hot. <laughs> Against the Swans, he got 143 last game. At the go. SCG. Holy fuck. Maybe you're onto something. And the last time he played at the SCG before that, he was gotten 93. Man likes the SCG. Fuck. I'm I'm gonna say a cheeky VC on Taylor Walker. Um, if you don't own Laird, I guess, and you somehow own Taylor Walker, Laird, Laird does not like Sydney. Weird. One twenty one eighty eight eighty nine. Sydney are a very restrictive team. Yeah. Oh, there's my YOLO. Random VC of the week, Taylor Walker there. Anyone else you like? Not in this game. No, okay. We'll move on to 4.35pm, 11th versus 1st at Adelaide Oval. Fucking Port Adelaide need to win in order to stay alive versus the Geelong Cats. And I'm going to say this. I think Ollie Wines, for Jay, will fucking go Boonanas. Just because we try, um, it's willing Jay over the line. Obviously, he's not going to fucking VC him. But... Just for Jay's sake. Ollie Wines goes Boonanas. Um So Geelong have done a hard tag the last few weeks and I can't see that changing. And I think they'll put a blitz abs or, or someone on what about Rosie? Wines. What about yeah, maybe. I I don't think they'll do it on Wines. I reckon they might do it on Rosie at the moment. Rosie's maybe. Off, off the chain. And like you yeah. can't tag that stick figure. Fuck. You know I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't take a hard tag on him. Um, what about the guff? That's a cheeky VC. Yeah, I like it. How's Dan Houston been going? He's been going all right, hasn't he? No. No? He hasn't? You no. sure? No? Yeah. You're going to have a cheeky look. No, you got 109 last week. That's not too bad. It's pretty bad for a VC. And he likes Geelong, 139 in round 10 this year against them at GM HBABCD EFG Stadium. And then in 2021, he got 102 against them. And this year, he's gone above and beyond. So I don't, I'm thinking Houston might get off the chain again. Maybe. I think the better option's the next game, though. 7.10 p.m., Brisbane versus Gold Coast. 
Yeah, the Gabba. The Gabba. Who you got, Pado? And why is it Lockie Neal? <laughs> uh, Tuke Miller. You got Miller? Yeah. How did he go last time against Brisbane? Although they both, they both got tagged earlier in the year. Yeah, 99, 115, and 80 he has against Brisbane. So it doesn't fill me with the greatest form of confidence. Humor Cluggage is actually going Which fucking drop? boon ours. He, he nearly made the run sheet, but they've got some he... midfielders to come back in. You see, even Lockie Neal is 108, 64, 151. But McCluggage, I'm, I have a feeling he might go all right. I could be completely wrong here. <laughs> Again, no, he's cracked 100 all three games against the Suns. 113, 108, 128. These last three games. So McCluggage might be a cheeky VC. One of the few owners that have him. Yeah, neither Took nor Neil are filling me with great confidence in this one, Pato. Fuck. Yeah, I agree. I don't love it. Wit, wit went big against uh, Brisbane earlier in the year. But the way he's been playing, you can't trust him with a VC. Mm -hmm. Move on to the next Especially game. Especially when there's a game on at the same time has lots of options. Yeah, 15 minutes later. Western Bulldogs versus Melbourne. 15 minutes after the other game start time. We got them. Who have you got? Petrarca. Petrarca? Doesn't Oliver... Oliver will play. Can't forget about our man Oliver. He likes the doggies. Not as much as Petrarca. I don't know. 112, 144 and 139's pretty good. What's Petrarca got? Yeah. I'm about to 163 in round one, and then 90 to 105. So one huge score. Well, uh, we know we know how Petrarca went in the grand final last year. Yeah, that's true. <coughs> so there's a 180 odd in there. Yeah, that's not that true. it really counts, but it still does. Yeah, okay. You thinking Petrarca VC? I'm thinking Petrarca VC personally over Darcy. Mm, probably not. I'll probably VC Darcy. I might VC Petrarca now you talked me into it. <laughs> yeah. And with the dogs, like, it, it's too risky. I don't, I don't know. Like, McRae played wing in the grand final and in round one, I think. Because um, my C is yeah, in the very last game. That's risky. I don't reckon it is. Anyway, we'll go on to Sunday. Carlton versus Giants. Got a Walsh in this one. Cripper to bounce back. Um, yeah. Oh, last time they, they um put... Who was it? Fucking Tom Green, the Crips clone on Crips. So, and yeah, Tom but Green's, Green's not playing fucking, as much midfield now. Yeah, but they might use him in that role just to do it. Nearly I did a bit of tagging on the weekend, apparently, don't I? So I heard. He doesn't really tag. He just runs with someone and then steals their ball. <laughs> he used to be the tagger. No, he never tagged. That is a common misconception. Canelio had a run with roll, and he was just that good that he stole it off of the opposition. He never hard tagged. Interesting. That's why he was always good at Dream Team. Um. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I think I don't think the Giants can keep will be able to keep up with Walsh unless they chuck Lockie Ash on him to run all day. Been done before. That's true. That is very true. I don't like anyone in that game, Pato. Doherty, maybe? No, I don't like anyone. Fair. Collingwood versus Essendon. MCG, 3.20pm on the Sunday. Merit. Fucking merit. Fucking merit. Nick Dacos. <laughs> nah. Collingwood are always good to concede really big midfield scores. Um, it's always a pretty safe bet to go against them. Uh, we saw Rory Laird go. I, I had the VC on... Who would have the VC on? Uh, Jack McRae, who scored 128, and I still went with Laird because that's how confident I was that he'd go big against Collingwood. Yeah. And he scored 154 and broke the record for tackles with a lazy 20. Yeah. And funny thing is, tackles are only recorded when they force a stoppage. He could have had more. Yeah. It's pretty That's crazy. Fucked. Yeah. Yep. Oh, For someone that got 31, 31 touches and 20 tackles, he probably should have got more than 154. But anyway. Yeah. He got outscored, didn't he? By Dacos? Yeah. Well, well Dacos had a lazy 40, 40 touches and three goals. So. Yeah. That's a fair night out. So we've got Merritt. I said Dacos as a joke, but he could actually be a bona fide option. No, that's not a joke. He's a legit option. I don't know if you can trust the C on him at this stage, no. but he could go big. Yeah. Um, I can't really think of anyone else that I trust. No, not really. With the C? No one. Mer- Merit's the big no. one. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if I do do the Kelly to Merit trade... He'll be my captain for sure. Yep, okay. We'll go on to the last If Darcy, one yeah. West Coast Eagles versus St Kilda at Optus Stadium. Steel? Yeah, Steel, Steel I think, is going to be my captain. I think he's worked his way back in. He go, he's gone yeah, 109, fair. 150, 122 against the Eagles last three games. So Yeah, hard to argue. Um, we're going to see a pretty good version of Jack Steel in the rest of the year. Um, the other one is Rowan Marshall, but I don't know if you can trust the captain on him. No, last game. Couldn't, couldn't trust the captain on him, captain on him at all. Not yet. VCs maybe not captain. Yeah, um, Jack Sinclair could get off the chain a bit as well. Yes, yes. That's all I can really think of. Yeah. Oh, Pato, got anything else you want to say? No. Good, because I thought you were going to say lick my asshole again. Uh- <laughs> And if you want me to. Oh, oh, tongue punch of the fart box. Um, what's your Twitter handle? It's at tongue punch. No, it's <laughs> at P-A-T-T-O-S-Triple-C. And... <laughs> Fuck, that got me. And mine is Good. at D... <laughs> at D-A-N-E-O-S-Triple-C. So from us at the Supercoach co-captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing... The fuck off. Keep your tongues in your mouths.